Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, president of Borealis. It is now November, excuse me, March the 22nd, 2020. I'm already ahead of myself, and we are still all figuring out what to do with the COVID-19 outbreak and the self-isolation, the social distancing, etc. And there's been a few news stories of late that are of interest to me, and that is they discuss the nexus between the COVID crisis and terrorism. So here's what I've read this morning. There was a piece in the New York Times which said that Al-Shabaab, which is an Al-Qaeda terrorist affiliate in Somalia, been around for the better part of 15 years, is, according to some counterterrorism specialists and intelligence analysts, threatening to strike Americans, not just in Somalia, not just in East Africa, but in the United States itself. And the, the New York Times article goes on to talk about how real is this threat, how much should we worry about it, uh, how important is it, and in, in, in a sense, how realistic is it. A second piece I came across this morning was published on the Site Enterprise. Now, Site is an organization in the United States which features jihadi and far-right propaganda. They take real source material, original material, they post it, they summarize it, and in, in some cases they, they translate it necessary to provide an insight into what terrorist groups are thinking. This is what I found on their site this morning. There was a piece that Islamic State has posted on one of its propaganda sites, urging, and I quote, lone wolf jihadists to capitalize on the paralysis and fear overtaking crusader countries, this is a term they use a lot, amid the COVID-19 pandemic and mount attacks. ISIS says that this is the worst nightmare of the crusaders, that if during this time in which they face a bleak economic future and overcrowded hospitals, it's a great time for fighters to launch operations. Quote, The last thing they hope for today is that this difficult time will coincide with the preparations of the soldiers of the Caliphate for new strikes on them, similar to those of Paris, London, Brussels, and elsewhere. And then ISIS goes on in the usual, saying that since the enemy, i.e. us, did not show mercy on Muslims in Baguz, Mosul, or Sirte, they bombed houses on young and old, that they should not expect kindness in return. Okay, what do we do with all this? There's no question, and I've commented on this over the past couple of weeks, that you can't eliminate terrorism as a threat in this time of COVID-19, even though just a week ago, ISIS and even the Taliban were saying that fighters should stay home for the time being so they don't contract the virus. Now they're saying that they should actually go out and hit the crusader, hit the enemy. How real is this threat? Okay, first and foremost, the threat is real. It is there. There's no question that terrorist groups are seeking to hit us, to strike us, to harm us, to kill us, to injure us whenever they can. They haven't changed their program just because COVID-19 is around. These people have one goal and one goal only. That is to carry out acts of terrorism, which they see as justified to hit what they see as the enemy, i.e. the West, actually the East, the North, the South. Just about anybody who doesn't buy into their antediluvian medieval thinking on Islam and the way of living. But it's really important at the same time to put some perspective on this. I'll go back to something that happened in the early to mid-2000s. I remember coming across a report that Al-Qaeda, which was, you know, the the cock of the rock back then, the number one terrorist group, Bin Laden's group had actually issued some kind of a nebulous threat against U.S. naval forces in the Persian Gulf. Of course, the U.S. has had a naval presence in that area of the world for quite some time. And this, is, of course, is post-9-11. And in response to this threat... The U.S. Navy decided to put all of its vessels, all of its fleet, out to open water so that it wouldn't be hit by an attack while they were in port. That attack had happened in October 2000 in the 
Yemeni port of Aden, in which Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, or Al-Qaeda actually back then, carried out an actual attack. The one in the Persian Gulf wasn't real, it was fake. It was a way to introduce fear and to force Americans to do something they wouldn't normally do. I think we have to remind ourselves to think this way uh, with what's happening right now. Terrorist groups like ISIS, like Al-Shabaab, like Al-Qaeda, like fill-in-the-blank, keep providing threats on a daily, if not hourly basis. Propaganda is out there all the time. If we were to take seriously and change our activities and change our behaviors in response to every single threat these groups put out there, you would never sit still. You would never stand in one place because the pace and the sheer volume of threat-related material that they put out is almost beyond count. They know that we're fearful. They know that we're going to react to these pledges to hit us and hit us hard in our homelands, in our bedrooms, in our communities. The fact remains is that the vast, vast, vast majority of these pieces of propaganda never, and I stress never, actually lead to action. It's just blather. It's just fear-mongering. It's just trying to get into our heads. We cannot take every single piece of information as a credible real-world threat. That's why we have intelligence agencies for. That's why we have law enforcement agencies. They can look at the information, determine if it's real as opposed to disinformation, and try to figure out, you know, is this actually a viable plot? Do they have people on the ground? Do they have people in local communities that can carry out the actions or orders or demands or suggestions, whatever you want to call them, of these groups? And the basic answer is no. Most of the time they don't. Again, where there is a real chance of a plot, we rely on our security intelligence and law enforcement agencies to detect it, to monitor it, and at the end of the day, to disrupt it, prevent it from happening. The New York Times article talks about the possibility of people within the Somali community in, in the United States. There's a large Somali community in the state of Minnesota who might take up al-Shabaab on these instructions. And I would counter very simply, the Somali community in Minnesota has been there for decades. Al-Shabaab has been issuing threats for decades. Is there an uptick in the threat level? Maybe. But we haven't seen a spate of attacks in the U.S. from Somali Americans since 9-11. There have been one or two, maybe, maybe three or four, but there haven't been dozens. So, again, my advice to people listening is that when this kind of information comes out, these threats are made, sit back, grab yourself a coffee or a tea or maybe even a glass of scotch, and, and, and think carefully about what this, this thing really, really means. Just because they say they're going to do it doesn't mean they're going to. A lot of this stuff is just, they're playing with us. They're messing with our minds. We allow the professionals to deal with this, and we as a society cannot give in to the paralysis that fear causes. Terrorists are not going to win the game here. Will there be attacks during the COVID-19? Absolutely, we've already seen them. We saw that bizarre incident in Barcelona on Friday. We've seen attacks in Afghanistan on a daily basis. We've seen attacks in Somalia. Kenyan Defense Forces just thwarted an attack by Al-Shabaab in Lamu County, northeastern Kenya. So yeah, there are many areas where terrorism is real, still under the COVID crisis. But it is not ubiquitous, it's not happening all the time. And just because a terrorist group says it's going to do something, doesn't mean it can. That's my advice to you. Feel free to disagree with me. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also reach me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. If you're interested, you can subscribe to all the content on Borealis, 
simply go to my website, www.borealisprotectorist.com, find the subscribe button in the upper right-hand corner, click it, fill in your information, and you'll receive all the content that I provide free of charge on a daily basis. I'd also like to point out that if you're looking for reading material during the COVID-19 shutdown, there's a section on my website that lists all of the books that I've written. I've written five books on terrorism since 2015, The Threat from Within, Western Foreign Fighters, The Lesser Jihads, An End to the War on Terrorism, and When Religion Kills. And given that you can get these things delivered to your door by Amazon or Canada Post or whatever, maybe this is a good time to catch up on your terrorism reading. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.